Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. <laughs> All right, guys. Brian's not here. What? Da, da, da. Have the I, cave. I could hear less judging of me and my character. <laughs> the tension have, is, is decreased. We have Sweet. the cave. I get to mention all sorts of horrible things that he's going to hate, and he's not going to be able to do anything There's about so it. much vagina in here right now, you guys. I know. I, I know. know. I can smell it through the microphone. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> you're disgusting. In a good way. In a good way. Well, you're outnumbered tonight, buddy, so yeah. suck I it. I will crazy. tread lightly. Does it what feel do, What do we do with ones, like ourselves when... I just want to smear here? feces all over the walls. Okay, yeah, well, let's, let's get not. some scotch, some coke, and some whores. <laughs> I, like, I was... I want to call a stripper. I could... We could yeah. do that. We we could let's do get some crazy, this, potent, expired yeah. quaaludes. Quaaludes. Oh, do some lemons. Like, expired, like, in the 70s no, when the last dude. time people took quaaludes? Or, like, how they did in Wolf of Wall Street when they took them and they didn't, like, come out or they didn't oh. happen until, like, an hour later. Oh, yeah, Watch. okay. We take them now, and right. then, like, 30 minutes into the podcast, we just start, like, fucking freaking out. Right. Let's <laughs> just... <laughs> let's just in fact, let's just turn... <laughs> we just have strength. <laughs> Let's just turn the cave into Studio 54. Yes. Fuck, Let's yeah. just do that. Buggy, buggy, do I, buggy, buggy. I wish I was in good enough shape. I'd be Ryan Phillippe. I'd get the little shorts and the roller skates. I would pay to see you in tiny little shorts Dude, and roller skates. Boogie nights How up much? in this bitch. <laughs> Five bucks at least. Five bucks is not going to do it. <laughs> remember, remember, I charged Seven dollars. a giant blue dildo down my throat. <laughs> Seven dollars. We're friends. Discount. Come on. Come on, friend. There's got to be a discount, Sean. <laughs> no pictures. Discount. I'll give you 25% off my normal rate. So 25% off of 50. <laughs> do the math, so Sean. So I'll take 40. I'll take 40. <laughs> well, yeah. So Brian is That's out. not right math. I just that wasn't good math. It's <laughs> like no, no it wasn't. It's not no. nerds on nerds on math at all. Nerds on numbers. Nerds on numbers. <laughs> no. uh, nerds on numbers. Today's number is four. Four. It's Guess divisible by two. There are in four square. Hence the name. Four is how many quarters there are in a dollar. My mother gives me ten of those every week as an allowance. Sean, you need to be the mathematician host on Nerds on Numbers. Yeah. I'll just be the hype man. I'll be the flavor flave of that group. I'll yeah. just introduce with you that totally voice. are a hype man sarah and i'll be salt and pepper yeah and then brian will be flavor flav push it real good all right so hey i want to i need to say some shit sean go ahead this is a this is an open space shit it so we're here for you i gotta realize i get so amped up for superhero movies yeah it sometimes clouds my judgment after the first time i see it this is why i see movies like two, three, four, five times. Good on you. I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 for a second time and was less impressed than the first time. Why? It just didn't pop with me as much. And like Sarah said, I started to notice how parts of the story seemed to be just smashed together and be like, all right, put this here, put this here. Yeah. And things weren't needed. Like that, that movie could have been 20 minutes shorter and probably more effective. I still love Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's performance. That was the best romantic yeah. performance in Seriously. any superhero movie. 
and the special effects were still really, really good. But I got to retract that I said that it was as good as the Avengers because that's just not true. That's not true. I I was no. kind of after I'm I so, walked. Why out didn't of, you help me earlier? So after why didn't you tell me last time? Because I don't want to say that your opinions are wrong. I get in trouble for saying things like but that. But my opinion was wrong. <laughs> Well, we're glad that you realized it now. Let's just say that. Self-realization is going to be so much more effective than me telling you. Exactly. You have to learn these lessons on your own. You know what they say in the 12-step program? The first step is realizing that you're an addict. (laughs) So if your process is realizing that you're wrong and you can be wrong, then congratulations. Hi, I'm Sean and I'm wrong. Hi, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I I remember walking out of the theater and kind of turning to my boyfriend just going, Sean may have been in under the influence of something, yeah. thinking that that was on the level of the Avengers. <laughs> that and the had Dark a whole lot of nothing to do with it, Sarah. Okay, <laughs> but it did also. It inspired me to buy this hat that I am texting to both of you right now. Oh yeah! Oh my god, I love Wait. it. You guys were looking at the sickest Spider-Man snapback ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a snapback. That's a fitted hat. That's a fitted hat, really. Yeah, That's look nice. at the bottom. You can see both uh, images of the back and the front, and the back has a little spider. Nice. Oh yeah, look at that. I like it. I can I, only wear fitted hats because I have such a huge dome. Snapbacks don't fit my dude. Giant head. Me too. <laughs> I think I like the I like the X Men one that you sent. The nah, of the man, the Spider Man, especially with the I little Spider problems. logo on the back. Oh, that's so cool. Those are my two main problems. One, loving superhero movies too much the first time I see them, and uh-huh. two, a hat addiction. Right, that <laughs> well, is a serious problem. There are worse things though. Let's and the <laughs> you know the extensive damage done to my ass because of Pop Rocks. That was a true story from the last episode, and I just yep. It's another the, problem. I the have. more it's you dangerous. Know. <laughs> Uh, Gotta well, love that we have that sound effect. Yeah, right? <laughs> we have to put that in. <laughs> well, on that okay. note, folks, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm the only dick, Sean Moriarty. Sean, I don't think I like being dick. outnumbered. It's okay. <laughs> well, you know, there are worser things. This is going to be the like, theme for me tonight, just saying worser? that. Worser? There are worser things. Worsest, worsest. There are worser things. The, the worsest of the worse. Thank you, Madam English major. <laughs> um, so, yeah. today is Mother's Day when we're recording. So, Brian's hanging out with his mom. Roxy, you hung out with your mom earlier today, right? I did. We went and got drunk in Capitola. It was nice. wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for awesome. sobering up for the podcast. Of course. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, we and, just had like a margarita. And uh, Sean and I happen to live in different states from our moms. Mm. Yes. So. And my stepmother, who does live here, is in L.A. with her mother. So, I am oh. motherless today. Oh. Will you two be my mother? Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll totally be your lesbian moms. We'll be your lesbian moms. You know what I've always wanted? To <laughs> <laughs> have a mom. Like you. Like you. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and what better way to celebrate Mother's Day, question mark, yeah. by talking about every mom's favorite actress, and she's probably one of my favorite Sarah. actresses. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Yay! <laughs> that's your fucking segue. That is how it's done. <laughs> that's so true, though. My, but my mom's Meryl favorite Street. actress. My mom's favorite actress is Jenna Jameson. Shut up, Sean. Sean. <laughs> well, here we go, though. Meryl Streep. At least is... I hope it is. I keep sending her her films. <laughs> God damn it. 
Is this why your mom just doesn't talk to you anymore? Yeah, or? Right. This is why I haven't talked to her today. Oh. Okay. We should call my mom on the podcast, Oh, my actually. God. We should Dude, totally call your mom on the podcast. Right We're going to call my mom right now. Before we get to Meryl Streep, we have to talk to um, Sean's mom. We should ask her, who's your favorite actress? And if she says Meryl oh Streep, that would be amazing. <gasps> Can we make a bet right okay. now? <laughs> Let's make a bet. I'm going to bet that she, okay, it's, she doesn't really like Jenna Jameson, but I'm sure Good. she knows who she is. Yeah. Okay. Oh my so God. who do I think my mom's favorite actress? Is. She's probably going to say Meryl? something like, yeah, she could say Meryl Streep. She's probably going to say Meryl Streep. Let's just put that into the universe and then let's just hope, hope that it. happens because yeah. I want that. To, All right. I want that justification. God, in my life. Yes. <laughs> Here we go, guys. This is so exciting. Hi, Mom. How are you? Did I'm you great. Yeah, work was busy, busy, busy. Got our butts kicked. Yes. Yeah, Mom. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm okay. You're okay? Good. Is Brian treating yeah. you well? <laughs> yes, he made me a very nice breakfast this morning. Oh, did he, did, did he do it Food Network style? <laughs> did what? he go crazy? Did he go Food Network style? I had uh, French toast with fresh fruit, and it was delicious. That sounds amazing. Gave me a silver chain. Ooh, Mama got a chain. <laughs> How low that chain hang, Mama? It's for an anniversary gift Dan got me. Oh, so it's a chain for like a charm that he got you? I can't believe it. And then you got me some beautiful roses. Oh, wait, I got you roses. That's effed up. You got me some beautiful roses. Oh, I got... Oh, sorry. Yeah, he didn't get me any matter no. No, because if he got you roses too, I would have had to send more roses, and then he would get more roses, and then it just would have been I this know. whole thing. It'd be never ending. I'd be so And then you'd find him dead covered in roses. <laughs> no, your roses are from you, and only you, and they're beautiful. And we had a nice day, and we christened the pool today. It was the beginning of the swan pond. Did you, bre- did you break a bottle of champagne into the pool? And go, oh, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, that's what I hear yes, when I think Christmas. I think Ted yeah. Knight. I think Ted Knight in a sailor hat breaking <laughs> a bottle of champagne on the pool. That happens on a boat. You can't do that around the pool. Well, I figured there would be a boat in the pool. I have a different idea, I think, of what christening is than you do. Anyway, Mom, I got to actually have one thing to tell you, one thing to ask you. Uh-huh. Okay, first thing is, you've been on the podcast for this whole call. <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. And Roxy and Sarah are laughing really hard in my headphones when I was like, how, how low you chain hang, mama? But we, we, you need to settle a bet. Okay. Who is your favorite actress? My favorite? Your favorite. I said it was probably Jenna Jameson, and they said I was probably wrong. What? <laughs> yeah, Jenna Jameson. And they were like, she probably doesn't like Jenna Jameson. And I said, well, I've been sending her a bunch of her films. I hope she likes Jenna Jameson. <laughs> No, I didn't. Well, okay, all right. Um, question number two. Question number two. Who is your favorite actual actress? Who is your favorite X-rated actress? I don't know the names of X-rated or actors. TVMA rated actress. We'll go with like oh Showtime Softcore too. I don't know any. Oh, you don't know any? I got a list no. here. If you want me to oh, list gosh. down some of the names that you. Okay, Focus. never mind. Um, yeah. I'm not paying attention to their face or name. Who cares? Okay, so who's your okay. favorite actress? 
No, oh. actress. <laughs> even though he is very feminine. You said actor. No, I said actress. Who is my favorite actress? Yes, a lady. Even though Johnny Depp was look good with eyeliner on. Oh my god, this is the best. Yeah. Um, my favorite actress. That's a that. Uh, oh, actually, it's an older one. I can't think of her name. <sighs> she was just in the movie with um. Kate Blanchett. Judy Dench. Judy Mary, Dench. She's much older. Although Kate uh, Helen Mirren. Really good. Helen uh, Mirren. She was Prime Minister. Helen Mirren. Okay. Helen Mirren. God okay, damn it. All right. We're doing well. an episode about Meryl Streep, and they bet that most mothers would love Meryl Streep. Well, I love Helen Mirren. All okay. right. I think Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep and whatever Meryl Streep, a lot of her work that she does. She's That's fine. Cute. She's won awards. She's fine. Meryl She's Streep fine. is fine. <laughs> She's just oh fine. God. She's fine. <laughs> but Helen Mirren is the queen, so. <laughs> this is true. Oh, Mom. <laughs> Tell her we said thank Mom. you. Mom. I love you very much. Thank you so much. I love you too. I will call you with a real Mother's Day call after the episode. I know. It's okay. We're watching Django Unchained. Yeah, that's a Mother's Day movie. There we go. Hell yeah. That's definitely a Mother's Day movie. That's the best. Jamie Foxx. I like to just walk into rooms and, like, I need to get that outfit so I could just walk into people's houses and just scream, John Brittle! And just see what happens. See what people, how people react. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be hysterical. Uh, All right, Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Dude. Damn it. You guys have the best mom ever. Oh, <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute. I do love her. <laughs> so she's Helen Mirren. Awesome. So here's the thing. Helen Mirren. All right. So is this episode's going to be about Helen Mirren. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're making a change. No. <laughs> Last minute. You know, Helen Mirren was the queen, but Meryl Shoup was the prime minister. So. She was the iron lady. Exactly. I think. And the real leader of England, right? Julia Child. She was also <laughs> the true leader. The spiritual and emotional leader of all of Britain. She was a spiritual center. I think Julia Child was British. She's American. Yeah, she's American, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was born in Pasadena. (laughs) That doesn't mean that people in Britain didn't follow her like the North Star. Exactly, dude. Fair enough. Just her accent, her her tone of voice was very unique. Yeah. And I think that's why people thought she had an accent. And I think that speaks... To why we're talking about Meryl Streep in the first mm. place. Look at me moderating like a champ. Dude, <laughs> such a champ. And I think when we see um, Julie and Julia, you really get a taste of what makes Meryl Streep so awesome. And the fact that she really does transform. And a really specific way that she does that is through her speech and her vocal patterns. Mm. She is noted for being completely remarkable with accents. When she was in Sophie's Choice... She was a Polish-American survivor of the Holocaust. She spoke Polish and German in the movie, and she spoke German with a Polish accent. That's do you know how incredible. hard that is to do <laughs> as an American? God. And when she was in the movie, I can't remember. I can never remember the title of it, but it's the Dingo Ate My Baby one. She didn't just do an Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> Maybe the Dingo Ate Your Baby. <laughs> she didn't just speak with an Australian accent. She spoke with an Australian accent with a hint of New Zealand like that woman actually did. Evil Angels or A Cry in the Dark. A Cry in the Dark. I think that was the the American title yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh I my d- God, that's so, crazy. And she just, she just listens and picks these accents up so well. And she studies 
hard and she works really hard and a lot of her earlier roles when she was feeling kind of dissatisfied with the way the characters were working and stuff like that there were some directors that were letting her rewrite scenes and do her own dialogue because like just trying to make it fit the character better Mm. And even though she doesn't do very many movies uh, back to back, she does tons of theater acting in between, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And and small stuff. She does theater productions everywhere. She did theater in the 70s, and then she came back to theater briefly in the 80s, and then now in the 2000s. I just saw her in Annie. As Annie at our community theater here, so I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. (laughs) I would love to see Meryl Streep just singing Tomorrow as a little orphan. That would be kind of amazing. Oh my god, it's like that scene in um, in Modern Family when, (laughs) which is like Meryl Streep could be the right twist for Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You know what Meryl Streep should really pop up in? (laughs) The only thing this film series is missing is a strong woman character. Have her pop up in the Expendables three. Oh, she's the added oh muscle, and she's the one who's the most badass. Totally, right? there is one female. Um, the female Expendables, is yeah. what they're working on, dude. <laughs> There's gonna like, be a lady Expendables, yeah, uh-huh. like an all sweet lady. with like Gina Carano and yeah, that's who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Gina, Gina Carano, Carano, and I think um, no, they were it's... also talking about putting Sigourney Weaver in the all lady Expendables and like a, just a bunch of other random. Her name people. is Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, and she's Ronda totally Rousey. UFC. Yeah. She's okay. badass, too. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, cool. Well, we found that out. Yeah. More anyway. powerful women for you guys. Yeah. You know, today's a day for powerful women. Powerful women. Exactly. And Meryl Streep is by far the most powerful woman in yeah. Hollywood and in the Academy because mm-hmm. she is the most nominated actor of all time for both male and female. 18 nominations I mean, as an boom. actor. Talk about a career. Yup. So- How long that chain hang, Meryl? <laughs> <laughs> And and she's girl. just and she's a girl from Jersey. She had artist yeah, parents, yeah. or no, her dad was like in pharmaceuticals or something. Her mom was an artist. Wow! And she went to. <laughs> I know, like, right? She was, but she made was. for very awkward dinner conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How's your day at work? I painted a nude guy. He had a really long dick. It took me a long time to paint. How about you? I made a pill that makes your dick harder. It's kind of <laughs> like we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and uh, and then she and she went to the Yale School of Drama. Um, so she had like the best of the best education for acting mm. and kind of no wonder it co- really does come out in her work. I mean, Roxy, what's your regard for Mel- Meryl Streep? Like, how do you feel? So my first Meryl Streep movie experience ever was when I was a kid and it was She Devil <laughs> with uh, Roseanne Barr, who was Roseanne Arnold at the time. And it was by far one of the strangest movies I had ever seen up until like, I mean, I was a kid, so I was like, you know really awkwardly affected by this because here you have Meryl Streep playing this total bombshell, manipulative, and uh, just crazy person. Opposite Roseanne, who has, you know, already made a name for herself in that whole arena. And I just remember being completely impressed and completely just enamored by how beautiful Meryl was on screen. And then, (laughs) like a couple years ago, my mom and I watched Out of Africa together. Yeah. And besides the fact that we're both just sitting there getting hot and bothered by Robert Redford, (laughs) we were both incredibly impressed by Meryl's performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just has this power about her and she knows how to 
command presence on screen. Yeah. Especially you see her in Deer Hunter when she's the only female lead in that. And even though her she has brief scenes, those scenes that she has are so powerful and so emotionally heartbreaking. You yeah. know? That's a thing I think she's always had access to, that ability to just get into people's hearts, you know? Right. Her performances are always so honest. And you see it in her eyes and you see it in the way she composes herself physically. Yeah. And I think she's also a very physical actress as well. Um, she embodies her characters. And she's a character actor, so I think that speaks a lot to Yeah, every single muscle yeah. in her body embodies the character mm-hmm. that she's... Go watch The Iron Lady and see how she embodied an older oh, Margaret Thatcher. Absolutely. And again, another thing where she's like transforming her, her vocal. Mm-hmm. She sounded like Margaret it's Thatcher, for God's sake. scary sakes. how amazing she sounded. It was a great transition. It was absolutely. You could not see How does Margaret Thatcher sound, Sarah? <laughs> like Meryl Streep in The Iron Lady. There you go. All right. <laughs> oh, Chicken Sarah, or the egg, that guys. That was your cue to be like, I'm Margaret Thatcher! I'm Margaret Thatcher! <laughs> <laughs> I just, every, every single time I hear that though, it's like I always just think Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. What's that from? Austin Powers, Austin Powers. Oh. when he's getting like molested by all the fembots yeah. and he's like baseball, cold showers, baseball, cold showers. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. No, I'm a huge Meryl fan. I love her to death and I respect her so much and she's so intelligent. Yeah. And such a success story as far as women in in film mm-hmm. goes. And know. for an older woman in film, mm. like let's like you got to speak to that that she Definitely. has done so much to prove that there can still be roles, there can still be plenty of work for women who are over 40. Yeah, man. Which was kind of unheard of. And that is part of the reason why she had a big lull in the 90s. Mm. So she was like, she, you know, really hit big time with Deer Hunter, Kramer versus Kramer. Sophie's um, Choice. Sophie's Choice in the early, early 80s. And she just, her career was really awesome. Definitely. And then kind of p- plummeted a little bit in the 90s and then picked right back up again at the late 90s because she just freaking fought for it. I feel like Devil Wears Prada was definitely her swan song of the 2000s as I, well. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And, Sean, yeah. as a dude, <laughs> tell yes. me what you think about Meryl Streep. What does your penis think about Meryl uh, Streep? <laughs> that butt hot. That's how I feel. <laughs> Do she got a booty? Moving she forward, <laughs> Robert Redford. That but also hot. <laughs> I feel your. I feel what you and your mama feel. Do right. If you had been in right, bedroom, so mm. seriously, Meryl Streep. Uh, the first thing I remember seeing her in and really enjoying was uh, Defending Your Life, and that's definitely my favorite movie of hers ever. It's cool. probably not her strongest performance. I mean, she's really good in it, but I mean, with respect to transformative vocal work and like body language and stuff, she wasn't uh, going outside of what I've seen her in regular interviews. I mean, she seemed pretty much close to herself mm-hmm. in that movie, but she's so funny. And that's one of the only movies I've seen where it's, she, she I, I could tell because it's an Albert Brooks movie that a lot of improv was in there. And I don't think a lot of other movies besides ones that she's rewritten, although she got, like you said, she rewrites during the productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just knowing that she was so witty and she was just as witty, if not funnier, than Albert Brooks throughout that whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you haven't totally. seen Defending Your Life, it uh, it's is fantastic. Awesome. Check it out. It's a great uh, Let me movie. give you a brief synopsis. Albert Brooks <laughs> dies in the very beginning of the movie. Great. Spoilers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he goes to this sort of limbo, which is actually a city for people that are on their way to either be reincarnated or to move forward. And you actually go through this trial 
where they bring up parts of your life to and talk about whether you've conquered the things that you've needed to conquer to move forward to the next part of the afterlife or whether you haven't gotten it right so you have to go back. And so you sit in a chair while someone shows video footage of your life and they just these judges just judge you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so fucked up but it's so hilarious and it's pretty it's a pretty clean movie too. I think it's like PG. Oh, yeah, right on. But I'd, still hilarious. No, it's a Good. great movie, and I I remember one scene very vividly from it because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I remember one scene very specifically of Meryl Streep sitting in that chair, and she's not feeling pressure or anything like that. She's like got her legs kind of kicked up on the chair, and she's like yeah. watching all this amazing stuff that she's doing, and just <laughs> smiling at the video. <laughs> she's like, oh, wasn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I like how Meryl really knows how to play confident women in the sense that they can piss people off yeah you know we were talked about how i I mentioned she devil she pretty much did the same character in uh which one death becomes her yeah with well one one critic basically called death becomes her she devil with a makeover there you go and death becomes her is probably one of my all-time favorite meryl streep movies again not for like her demonstrating all of her chops but it just seems like a movie that she's had fun with remember her cleavage in that movie Ah, uh, we all remember her cleavage, Roxy. Yeah, me I know, especially. Right? <laughs> um, that movie, also though, it's not. It wasn't. It was very mixed reviews from the critics, yeah. and it's kind of a cult classic. Yeah, that yeah. movie had groundbreaking special effects in it for the time. Absolutely, I'm sure, I'm and sure. you know, like that movie led. To, I remember watching the movie Magic about that before you could just watch DVD special features and shit. <laughs> you had to watch Movie Magic on Bravo. I oh think it was. yeah. And they showed how they did all that, and it was like it was all brand new, and they were breaking new ground. Nice. Yeah, and the funny thing about that movie, how it came about, was because Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn had struck up a friendship, uh-huh. and they were going to do a movie together, and that movie was going to be Thelma and Louise. Oh, my but God. But once they got all the okays on everything... Meryl Streep got pregnant and so it didn't work out and so that movie passed and then they did Death Becomes Her instead after she was speaking of Meryl Streep's children her first daughter actually played the younger version of her Mm -hmm. in one of the movies she did in the 80s called The House of the Spirits oh yeah yeah so I think it's her daughter Mammy Mammy Gummer Okay. Mammy Gummer is notably a TV actress these days. She did yeah. a whole like stint as a TV as a TV doctor. It was kind of a good show. Um, either way, IMDb-er, she's a pretty good actress. Yeah, anyway, so of her of her four kids, I'd say Mammy's probably one the most is, successful. Yeah, one is a musician, and two of the girls are actresses. Yeah, and one of the I don't I think it's Mammy. It might be Mammy, the one who um, she was in Francis Ha. She had a part in Francis Ha. Right. Yeah, and she also um, had like a seven episode stint on the newsroom. Nice. No, that was the other daughter. Was that the other daughter? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, the other daughter. And then like Mammy Gummer's like married to another actor. The oh, actor okay, who okay, played okay. Abraham Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Yeah, she married that guy. Ah, nice. Anyway, um, who remembers Marvin's room? I do. One of Leonardo Dear DiCaprio's God. first movies. I've actually never seen that movie. Teen. It's a rough one. Movie. Yeah. It's one of the most probably emotional films yeah. of hers I've ever seen. It really? just absolutely breaks your heart. Like next to Kramer versus Kramer and yeah. Sophie's Choice? Because the relationship between her and Leo is so volatile. Uh-huh. And also Diane Keaton. Talk about Meryl knowing how to play against strong women in Hollywood. I'm well, pretty yeah. sure she's played against all of them. But her relationship with Diane Keaton in particular the parallels that the two characters had 
where Meryl once again is playing this confident, cocky kind of woman who knows how to get under people's skin. Mm -hmm. And then Diane is playing this totally just, you know, kind-hearted, weaker, definitely meek and gentle sister character. And it turns out that she's been diagnosed with something. And I don't want to give the plot of the film away if you haven't seen it, which I hope you already have because it's a great, great movie. Um, She's been diagnosed with a club foot. There you go. (laughs) She got the club foot action. Anyway, Leo plays her, her Meryl's son. And I mean, the sequence of their relationship just like being so horrible in the beginning, but then them coming together toward the end because of this family crisis that they're going through is just absolutely heart-wrenching to watch. But her scenes with Leo also were just really, oh my God, (laughs) so strong. You saw Leonardo DiCaprio's promise as a young actor because he could play off Meryl Streep so well. Yeah, yeah. And that that speaks a lot. I think um, part of Anne Hathaway's success Mm. has probably come from doing Double Wars Prada. Totally, dude. Do you feel like a lot of actors get their their credibility once they kind of play off of big actors such as Meryl or maybe I think Al so. Pacino I think it just gives them. Well, yes and no. Let Let's not forget that De Niro and Ben Stiller were in a movie together. So, <laughs> including Dustin Hoffman in later well. iterations too. But um, <laughs> so I, I, so take this with a grain of salt. Maybe this was not that bad, right? But. But the two sequels, okay, on the other hand. We don't have to talk about those. But the point being is that there's certainly a level of gravitas that mm. you get from playing with, uh, playing on screen with other actors, like, yeah. and huge actors, definitely. And you learn from it, too. Yeah. John other Peter. actors, especially as strong ones, like you're saying, like Meryl Streep, Robert De Niro, yeah. they're probably actually easier to work off of because they're so good, they have so much advice, and they know how to get the reactions out of the other actors around them that they want. Mm-hmm. with their performances plus you take that into account with these big names in these movies mean wider audience is going to see him you hear robert de niro's in a movie more people are going to see it so now yeah. more people are, are therefore exposed to this mm-hmm. new actor yeah exactly and you have to also understand that behind the scenes of that the people who are going to be casting big name actors in movies are also, they've got casting directors who are looking for real talent. Mm. So it may not be entirely a coincidence or that you're just yeah. really lucky to get onto this movie with this awesome director and this big name actor. Yeah, man. So I think that definitely speaks to your promise and it's just a really good learning opportunity. Yeah, it's you're going to be your big screen debut. Might mm-hmm. as well make it a, a good yeah. one. And I mean, really, there are household names that come from this. Like, yeah. Amanda Seyfried became a household name after Mamma Mia, and that Seriously. was a god-awful movie. And, but <laughs> One of the most successful it. films of the year, though. I know, uh, but it was bad. And okay. Mamma Mia made me want to put drills in each of my ears. And I am oh. saying this... And I'm not a huge ABBA fan in the first place, but now I really hate ABBA. Yeah. Okay. I love ABBA. I'm going to just flat out admit it. I love ABBA. This interview is over. Yeah. Drops the mic. No, I love ABBA. It shouldn't be a surprise. I've already admitted to liking Xanadu. But you don't like this Mamma Mia. But I don't like this version of Mamma Mia. I've seen the stage production like two or three times. Okay. But this is this was a terrible, terrible production. It had nothing to do with Meryl Streep. It was a bunch of famous actors, you know, having fun. It was fun. Pierce Brosnan just taking a dump on screen. That's what that was. <laughs> he, could, he does that a lot. No, he could not don't. sing for shit. Okay, but Don't still. cast him in a musical if he can't sing. Yeah, him and Russell Crowe are on timeout. 
Okay. <laughs> you go no. to the you go to the corner and you think about what you did. <laughs> you sit on the bad step. <laughs> I will not go to the corner. <laughs> like inherently, Mamma Mia should not have been that bad of a movie. It's just supposed to be something that's fun and cheesy. Exactly. It Don't just, take it so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why, because, you know, it's such an, like, a good musical, and people have a lot yeah. of attraction it's to that. It's one of those but... things, like, you just have to appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Fair well. Fair enough. So, enough of the low lights. Let's talk about some of the highlights. Exactly. Okay? Um, so, <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer that was, yes. won her, her Oscar win for Best Supporting Actress, I believe. Um and that was the movie where she actually was she didn't like the way the character the female character was written and that's the one where she was allowed to um change the script yeah a little bit because the fact that she was just coming across so evil and not sympathetic at all Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a hard movie that it's a movie about divorce if you guys haven't seen it custody Um, battle it's a very real movie about divorce and yeah and it's tough to watch especially especially if you're um if your parents were divorced when you were a young child then you can kind of see some of that heartbreak. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting perspective um, and a great movie. And I think it holds up pretty well, even though it was done in the seventies. I heard there was a scene um, when she's leaving the apartment, and I saw this. Apparently, this was one of like touted as one of the greatest moments in cinematic history. Apparently, where she's leaving and they're going to the elevator, and Dustin Hoffman basically calls out her name or something, says something to her. She turns around, and her reaction apparently that whole part was mm-hmm. improvised. She didn't know that, like, that the whole thing was scripted. It was unscripted. Wow. And her reaction to him, apparently there's, like, tears welling up in her eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. But, I, I remember watching it in sociology class yeah. in high school. Yeah, no, that moment, though, was absolutely organic in the sense that she was so invested in, in the character and her yeah. her chemistry with Dustin Hoffman as well. Well, was, and Dustin Hoffman's an amazing actor, yeah. too. We might have to do an episode on him eventually. Dude, down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... Other highlights, Sophie's Choice. Yep. So going into the so 70s, yeah. Kramer versus Kramer is probably the best one of that, besides Manhattan, mm-hmm. but that's a... That's Manhattan, because, that was a small role, I think. Yeah, and then Deer Hunter was a small role, yeah. still good. But uh, as far as her biggest role to date in the mm-hmm. 70s, Kramer versus Kramer was probably it. Yeah. But yeah, in the 80s, Sophie's Choice, because mm-hmm. that got her her second Oscar win. Yeah, the Dingo Wait My Baby movie. Yeah, the Dingo Wait My Baby. I seriously, I, I, I'm such a terrible person. This was a dramatic movie, and I just Wait kept giggling at the idea of, like, of Dingo eating somebody's baby. You're That's talking horrible. about Sophie's Choice being the Dingo ate my baby? No, no dude. We're talking about the next one, the we're, Cry we're, in the Dark. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're God, just, okay. I was like, But out of that, out of that group, it's out of yep. the 80s movies from Meryl, we definitely want, we said Sophie's Choice, uh... Cry in the Dark, Out of Africa, we have to definitely talk about. Oh, God, Out of Africa was... <laughs> it's good. It's, I mean, it's a panty-sopping film. Yes. A, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. It, Closing it, out the 80s with She-Devil, but I yeah. I got the no. vapors, you know? I got the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I Sarah, do declare, oh, Mr. Redford. Mr. Redford. Um, I kind of Oh, she was in you. A Prairie Home Companion, which is, I yeah. kind of enjoyed that movie. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. yeah, Lindsay Lohan played her daughter in that. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a trip. Yeah. Um, moving, it's obvious. If Meryl Streep can't help you, nothing no. Can. no one can help you. Well, okay, so I agree with you on the sentiment that her career kind of died down in the 90s. It because did a she little. did a lot more commercial and. Well, it goes from 1992 to 1996. Mm hmm. And then we don't really see her again until 2003. 
Yeah. And she and she just took a break. I'm she did a well, shit ton of theater. She did a shit ton yeah. of theater. And yeah. and she's I would kill to see her do a <laughs> oh, stage performance. She also did an episode of King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's well, a voice on that. She you also guys. did an episode or did an episode of The Simpsons. And she narrated a really good documentary called Growing um Age Seven in America mm-hmm. or something like that. Basically, it's, it's documenting these kids uh, yeah. every seven years of their life. Right. And she did the first series of that. Okay, The Hours. The Hours Good. and Adaptation, they were both 2002. You yeah. said 2003, but oh God. Oh, 2002 they? Adaptation and The Hours were the big ones. Oh, you know was what? Brilliant. That's because I was looking at the wrong list. That's okay. I For some you. reason, it was under soundtrack. I don't know why it was under soundtrack. <laughs> so The Hours was brilliant. IMDb was drunk. <laughs> adaptation was a little interesting, huh? Was she Interesting in? is a definite word you could use. <laughs> I would say that's the safest thing to say. <laughs> I guess, yeah, she was in stuff in 98 and 99, but nothing crazy notable. Okay. Um, Angels in America. Oh. We, I need to talk about that. Yeah. Because she played four different characters. Four different characters. One of which was a goddamn rabbi. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend and knows it how was, to play. <laughs> it was insane. She's it was absolutely, absolutely insane. Brilliant. It was like... You wouldn't have even known if, like, you wouldn't have thought that that was Meryl Streep under there. Such a good rabbi. <laughs> yeah, and and um, hence the idea she can literally play anything. Yeah, she <laughs> played anyone. Ethel Rosenberg. Um, mm-hmm. So she did Hannah Pitt, Ethel Rosenberg, the rabbi in the Angel Australia. Yeah, she actually won Best Rabbi at the Israeli Academy Awards that oh my year. Lachaim. <laughs> 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 but that's awesome. But that is, I mean, well. Talk about your range. That, um, Al Pacino was in that same miniseries, as was... He um, loves HBO miniseries. Everybody yeah. was in that um, as with, uh, uh Fucking what's-her-bucket from Weeds. Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. Mm-hmm. And she was amazing her, in it, too. Yeah, her it relationship so with Patrick Wilson was Everybody stop what you're doing right now. Yeah. Watch Angel in America, the, the miniseries. It takes a while, but we will see you when you get back You'll here. Survive. Oh, yeah, and if you get a chance, it tours. It's still People can still get the rights to it, and awesome. people do productions of it on stage Yeah, awesome. still, and it's amazing live. I remember one of Dude. my professors in college was like on stage crew for the original... Um, Angels Whoa. in America. Fuck yeah. Yeah, in San Francisco. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. It's a really remarkable. Dude, that whole cast yeah. is just so strong. Justin yeah. Kirk is like one of my favorite actors. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. And so I think one of the cool things about Meryl Streep is that she can do something like Angels in America, mm-hmm. but then do something like A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh my God. I love that movie so much. Or something like Devil Wears Prada and then go to something like Doubt and she takes every single one of those projects just as seriously. Yes, because she knows what she has to do and it's her career. Yeah. And that speaks to her dedication and I don't know, just all around badassness. Yeah. And by (laughs) all means, she could totally give up and just say, fuck it, I'm Meryl Streep. I can just do what I want. She won. But she doesn't. (laughs) But she doesn't. She keeps I I want that though. I want her to pop up in like the next Will Ferrell movie or the next like broken lizard feature. (laughs) She had a cameo and stuck on you. That not good enough for you? No, 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 no. Come on, Fantastic Mr. Fox, anybody? No, no, no. Greg Kinnear. No, that's a Fantastic Mr. Fox isn't like a ridiculous comedy that's stupid. No. no. Oh, okay, so I see what you're saying. I'm talking yeah. about like her popping up in old school or like something oh. like that. <laughs> like an like, Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> yeah. Some, no, 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 no. I didn't say that far down the fucking rabbit oh, hole. Oh, no. whatever. 
or whatever. Currently one, two, three, four movies in post-production and currently filming. Tell me she's in Transformers 4 or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this summer. You fucking wish. (laughs) She's fucking, she did all the motion capture for Bumblebee. No, but but Meryl Streep does have some really cool projects coming up. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, Into the Woods. Fucking Into the Woods. Oh shit, really? Okay, and okay, so here's, here's my, here's my thing. I'm just Uh going to say it and I'm going to say this in the sense that I'm going to be, that person that I hate on the internet who who shits on things before okay, it actually happens. I know. Um, worst musical ever. No, I'm just kidding. I actually no, I love Sondheim. So I Fair my enough. thing with this is that yes, Meryl Streep can sing, and she you know she did Mamma Mia. She's done other things on Broadway, but The Witch was also like that is a tough role to play. And that is Bernadette Peters. Bernadette period. fucking Peters, Queen. Just, Queen. The boss. If okay. Meryl Streep is the queen of film, Bernadette Peters is, is the, the queen, queen of, of Broadway. Broadway. Absolutely. I will totally die by that there statement. You go. I will <laughs> die and, by that and statement. And Kristen Chenoweth or Adele Dazim will have to fight her to the death to take that crown. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Or even Bette Midler, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. I can't so, say Adina Manziel anymore. I, it just yeah, comes out Adele, Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim, I know. Whoa, Thank so you, John funny. Travolta. But <laughs> so I th- forever but, and ever. Yeah, and so and I've seen a snippet. Like I saw a picture of mm-hmm. her as the witch. Mm. How's it look? It looks good. Okay. It looks good. The makeup looks great, Ooh. and I have no problem. I have no doubt that she could act the shit out of it's it. It's just more of a burn. Can she? Can she vocally do that? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. So oh shit! Do you know what else she's gonna be in? The Giver. Dude, the, the Giver. giver if any, I read that as a young adult. That's like kind yeah. of a young adult book. So we read it yeah. in school. Right. Yeah. But here's and my, my friend. It's got hot ass Alexander Skarsgård in it. Katie Holmes. <laughs> Apparently. Taylor be, Swift. Dude, I know. Apparently, though, the actor who plays the main character of uh the like the kid mm-hmm. is being played by a newcomer who's way too old for the role. Okay, and they basically have like added a whole new love interest idea to it that wasn't in the books. And a really good friend of mine, um, who's a real huge fan of the books, is really disappointed that they've just decided to market this to mass, you know, teenagers when this is a classic piece of literature that has a really strong message. And I think they're, you know, they're doing justice to that in the sense of casting these older actors and, you know, speaking on to the brevity of the subject matter. But they're adding all these unnecessary plot lines to it. Yeah. It's this it's actor. Hard. I don't trust this new actor. It's hard. I think that right now with the young adult revolution, and and this is totally a random tangent. And then we got to get back to Meryl Streep, of course. Sure. But um, I think the interesting thing with the young adult revolution is that the books that are the Twilights, the Hunger Games, Divergent, even the ones that are gaining popularity are gaining popularity. Be I think they think it's because there's an added love interest aspect mm. of it. Okay. However, Ender's Game didn't need that. They had the good actors. They had the Harrison Fords and stuff like that. Ender's Game itself, though, was a disappointment. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't even see it. I was worried. And it's because, Mm. and I never read the book, but I went to go see it with people who had read the book, and they filled me in. And my problem was, I was watching this movie, I'm like, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of story here that's just kind of this is happening all really fast. I don't really understand. Yeah. And I went and talked to them ever. They're like, they cut so much shit out of the book just to make it go faster. And so they end up sacrificing a lot of story. I'm hoping that's not the case here. And I don't think that they need to add an extra love interest because I don't think that that's what the compelling part of these movies or and these stories are. Like, Especially not The Giver. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Wait, yeah. one more tangent. 
Uh-huh. Speaking of classic pieces of literature, did you see they made a movie of Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? <gasps> yeah, dude. They have I just saw a Steve trailer Carell? for it. Steve Carell's the dad. Nice. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> that sounds cool. Oh my God, I'm so excited for that. Okay, that's awesome. going to be amazing. Well, coming, going back to The Giver, apparently Meryl was also shooting Into the Woods at the same time. Jeez. So she was working so on two switching. films at the same fucking time. Wow. And they like accommodated her shooting schedule to where they um, filmed The Giver in South Africa. But they shot some of Meryl's scenes in England when she was also shooting Into the Woods. There we go. So that speaks to her sway in Hollywood yeah. and the fact that if you want to work with Meryl Streep, you, you work, work for Meryl Streep. Yeah, you work to Meryl Streep's schedule because exactly. you got to do what you got to do to get Yeah, her. she just mm-hmm. like submits her calendar through her phone and they're like, okay, cool, thanks. They'll <laughs> <laughs> do it. Yeah, and I think... Um, and then she's got Suffragette coming out, which oh, that shit. she's going to be playing um, Emmeline Pankhurst. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie I'm especially looking forward to. It's not going to be till like 2015 or something, but. Dude, um, it looks awesome. It's it, got Helena Bonham Carter and yeah. Carrie Mulligan oh, in it. Oh, it's got Carrie. I love Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. yeah. She's brilliant. She's great. So all about, <gasps> all so about this huge, like just revolutionary time in feminist history. So yeah, she's just got some good stuff coming up. And I mean. Yeah, they're filming it right now, I think. It looks like it. She has good stuff all the time. I mean, even, okay, August Osage County, you know, what she was most recently nominated for. Such a powerful She was a powerful performance in that, too. Yeah, absolutely. It was good. Before that, she was in Hope Springs. That movie <laughs> bored me to tears, except for her. I thought she, and she just played, like, this housewife who's just trying so hard to save her marriage. Mm-hmm. And the story itself, like, I would not have ever sat through that movie I mean, when you're cast with droopy dog himself mr tommy lee tommy jones, lee jones droopy dog. You, gotta, you know <laughs> just remember tommy lee jones does have a fifth gear and we saw it in batman forever he does have true. a side to him that's just crazy and but i think meryl streep's worked with tommy lee jones uh i think he was a director Oh. On something that she's worked on too. Nice, really? So like she's worked with him a couple of times. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Again, always working with high level, high level actors. Power yeah. power players in Hollywood. Yeah. What I like is how she was well, she was with Amy Adams in Doubt, but then she mm. was also kinda not really with Amy Adams, but was with Amy Adams and Julie and Julia. They didn't share any screen time. The relationship between her and Amy Adams is very interesting. I feel like she's kind of taken Amy Adams under her wing and made her a little bit I hope to God that protege. that's the case. In in my fantasy yeah. world of how Hollywood works, I'm hope I'm totally stay, saying that that's happening. I that see like parallels. she was an apprentice. Yes. Yeah, man. I see parallels between their careers. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> oh, Mel, Mel Streep is Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. And, and man, Amy Adams is her no, young she's Ma- No, she's Qui Gon. Sure, sure, sure. And Amy Adams is Obi Wan. Because Either way, we you don't want Amy Adams to be fucking Anakin. yeah i don't want <laughs> amy adams to be anakin <laughs> we don't have to make her anakin but at the same time we do have a jedi jedi and padawan situation here yes and i think amy is slowly but surely sucking all the the goodness and the talent out of her kind of like yeah. oh there's a movie. like a <laughs> wow where she's good you know people just go around absorbing you know, their acting powers <laughs> yeah exactly there's gotta be uh, what am i re- thinking of when i think of like She's just sucking. Oh, like how they do in American Horror Story. Oh, <laughs> where God. she's just Amy Adams or no Meryl Streep is the supreme, and Amy's the new. <laughs> All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. That being said, I think Amy Adams has the capability and talent to be the new Meryl in the future. You mm-hmm. know, because God knows these actors don't live forever. Yeah, but Meryl, I think, has always maintained herself as the ultimate professional as an actor. Mm-hmm. and she'll outlive them all, you mm-hmm. know? 
I really, really firmly believe that. She'll Mickey Rooney them, you know? She'll go into her 90s and still be working. You know, for some, but she's able to have such a huge career and still have, you know, from everything that it seems, mm-hmm. have a really awesome personal life, too. I keep it private and keep, and keep it, yeah. you know, making functional human right. beings. Like, Absolutely. Although it makes sense. She's so good that we could find out she's 10 years good. after she dies. Yeah. She had a bunch of bodies under in her basement. Yay. She, like, she was a serial killer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she was just really good at acting normal and happy. Can I just say, though, I, I feel for her children in the sense that how lucky are they that they get to see somebody like Meryl Streep work? Mm. But mm. how terrible is it to know that you can never, ever live up yeah. to the expectations that your parents have set? Like, Straight you will up. never reach that bar. Just, Mm-mm. you might as well give up now. Right. <laughs> Become a CEO. <laughs> like, just go do something else. Oh, my God. But that's not to say that her, her daughters aren't talented because... They're doing great work. Dude, apparently she called out Walt Disney for being anti-Semitic. She did. She Mm. did. And then there were a lot of people who um, went against her, like the Walt Disney Family Museum and all these other people were like, no, he's donated so much to Jewish organizations and blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't sexist either. Then his grandniece was like, "Mm." no, Abigail Disney agreed with her. She was like, no, he kind of (laughs) was... An anti-Semite, and he was pretty sexist. But then again, he also made movies that made billions of people happy. So we can gloss temper over that. your <laughs> expectations of what you thought Walt Disney was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. And this is where we get to the Brian Singer part. Who okay. cares what he did? The movies are awesome. Moving forward. Okay, I, think that's I all wouldn't we have to go that, that far. I don't want to forgive <laughs> things like that. I mean, I, I, I love Woody Allen movies, despite what people say about him and what he's done. I love Roman Polanski films. Oh, I, I was just about to say Roman Polanski. Yeah, the, oh, you can man. like the art, but yeah, the person. I saw a shit. documentary about Polanski recently, <sighs> where it was just like describing how his miserable his life is now. I just, <laughs> and you're just like, well, you kind of handled that whole thing pretty shitty, buddy. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, you could have just done your jail time. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Anything else that we want to talk about with Meryl Streep? I think Meryl Streep is one of the most incredible people out there on a global aspect what she represents is something that i think goes beyond just being a good actor yeah i think she represents someone who given the fact that there is you know the whole idea of her being a white woman and a white you know woman with success like the idea of there being privilege there that she was able to you know achieve such success and become such a power player in an industry that kind of makes it easier for blonde blue-eyed women to get ahead because let's face it Meryl in the 70s and 80s was very attractive she was I wonder what her career was like in that time frame when the first thing you noticed was really her physicality and the fact that she carried herself as this confident young woman Mm -hmm. who you know was obviously attractive I wonder how much of that must have played into her getting these these roles. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Is it just because of her look? Is it because of her talent? Or Well, and ultimately, I think she's somebody that comes into a space mm-hmm. and without being intimidating, mm-hmm. demands respect. That's yeah. something I think is very rare. It is extremely yeah. rare. And, yeah. you know, yeah, okay, so she's a white woman. But then again, let's... She that privilege 
only lasts so long. Yes, because then you, you have, lose yeah. that. Pri- well, I mean, not as much recently because women have been able to prove that wrong. Thank you to Meryl. Exactly. To that's prove what I'm saying. that there's yeah. there's so much more for you after you go past your prime mm-hmm. age, quote unquote. You mm-hmm. know. So in a sense, she's been groundbreaking since day one. Yeah. She was able to go prove past that you don't just have to be a pretty a pretty mm-hmm. girl or have a pretty face yeah. to be a successful actor. You mm-hmm. actually can have the chops. Yeah. And it, it's interesting how like, it was pretty much almost like a combination of like raw talent mm-hmm. as well as physicality that people were just wanting, but were drawn to. Yeah. Okay, so she has all of these attractive qualities about herself. She's kind of, the recipe for success is Meryl Streep. You know, so I think that's what speaks to why she's so such an inspiration to so many people. But I wonder about her global impact, not just from a performance perspective, but as a as a powerful person. You know, you think of like Oprah and Meryl and like just actors who have been able to go beyond just Hollywood and make an impact like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, UNICEF and all that stuff. Like, I wonder what she's been able to do. You know, well, I don't, know. I don't know why I'm really bringing this up, but I just think Meryl Streep has this incredible opportunity as basically the most valued female actor in Hollywood to have a lasting impact on women in general, not just in theater and art and you know, express in arts. Yeah, well, and I th- and I think she has. You know, I think she has. I think she's yeah. been such a great role model, and I think that yeah, she's she's spoken totally. But she's never been... I think she was knighted in the British courts, dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's Lady Meryl Streep. Well, she was given, like, this, like, uh, some sort of, like, honors by the or, British government. Yeah. I'm sorry. For, dame? Would that be Dame? That'd would be she dame. be a Dame? I don't dame know. No, she's not. But Either way, though, she has been globally yeah. recognized for her contributions to the arts, to performance, right. to... I don't know everything, and, right? And she has she has spoken out, and she's she's always like made her herself and her stance very clear. Mm-hmm. But she's never done it in a way that's going to make fat crazy headlines because she's just not that person. Yeah, her talent is what makes headlines. Dude, check it out. She has a, yeah. a, a honorary doctorate of fine arts mm-hmm. from Indiana University, mm-hmm. Dartmouth, Princeton, Harvard, and Yale. Yep. Holy shit. Yup. Holy, holy moly, holy moly. How lucky do the people at Indiana oh, dude, feel okay. that she's part right? of there? So she also That's got the uh, National Medal of Arts from Obama in 2010. And not, not England, but France made her a commander of the Order of Arts and Letters. Yeah. Whoa. Dude. Yep. <laughs> It's Meryl goddamn Streep. <laughs> and that's the opposite title right there. Yeah. <laughs> she she right. also has the highest possible rank in every LARPing circle in the entire <laughs> contiguous United States. The grand return of Alan. Alan, how you been, buddy? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Not great. Oh, man. We haven't missed you at all. Oh, oh Alan. <laughs> Maybe just a little. God, I hate it. I hate when he takes me over. It's okay. <laughs> I thought I was done forever. I had been through therapy. Tastes, I had like worked yeah. past well, it emotionally, and then he's inside. I just me. can't quit you. Well, it's because when after he leaves, you kind of have that like matcha green tea taste in your mouth, and you just can't get <laughs> yep. it out for a while. Matcha mm-hmm. green tea. <laughs> yep. All right, should we get to feedback or lack I, thereof? Yeah, I actually have some. You oh. have feedback? Oh yeah. Facebook wait, message. Wait, wait, I looked wait. in our Facebook. Do we have cue. to cue the music? Do it. Listener feedback. Yeah. 
All right, I've got one from Carlos. It says, hi, nerds. Love both podcasts. Have been a loyal listener since the beginning. Great subjects, always very informative and fun. Would like to say thanks also for you guys letting me know about the Girls With Issues podcast. Oh, awesome. On another note, Sean Bicky. Akbar. I was the nerdy kid that loved nerdy movies and Batman and comics, and I am from El Salvador. <gasps> Not cool, Sean. Salvadorian! Not cool. Oh, dude. So we now bring you to a new segment at uh, Nerds on Film called I'm Sean Moriarty, and I apologize. Carlos, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean what I said about El Salvador. I know it's a country with a rich history, great people. I actually know some friends that went down there with a church group and pretended to really work hard and thought that it changed their life kind of thing where they just carried coffee plants around and then read the Bible and were like, we've made El Salvador better, but really they don't do that much. <laughs> um, and they said that everybody was awesome. And my only exposure to El Salvador was through uh, films that were about like Archbishop Romero and how he was murdered and how there was guerrilla warfare ruling everything. So I know that's different now and I'm sorry that I made it sound bad the way I said that before. What was his whole thing about? He said that you called I him out? I said something about El Salvador. Yeah, because, no, when he was in the cave, oh. he said that the cave was kind of shitty, and it was, it like, was like, a nerd version like of El Salvador. Salvador. Like a nerd kid in El... Oh, and so this kid's saying that he's, he's like, a nerd kid in El Salvador? I was, I was a like, nerdy a nerdy kid nerdy in El Salvador. Fuck, Sean, you stepped in it. <laughs> this is why we so need to watch what we say. So all the people of El Salvador, lo siento. Oh, and there oh. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Sean, I love this segment, by the way. Yeah, I like. I like just. I like the fact. Hey, it got us some feedback, so let's just insult some more countries. Exactly. Uh, China, fuck you. One billion people versus me, not good odds for you. Two, Pakistan. I don't like your fucking face. I don't like your fucking religion, and I don't like all the fucking sand. Next, oh my God. South Africa. You're pretty fucked up, South Africa. You're still pretty racist. You got to work on that shit, all right? <laughs> District oh 9 god. is still happening, but without aliens. <laughs> without aliens. Oh, my God. Ireland, Ooh. you're cool. And you're cool. <laughs> you can stay. Ukraine, stop being such a bitch. Fight already. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> we're not Hashtag gonna... blessed question mark. Oh, we're not going to save the world tonight, unfortunately, no. but we can... But we are going to reach out to our El Salvadorian listeners, and thanks for your feedback. Um, But if you guys do feel like supporting the podcast, you can definitely donate to us, and Mm -hmm. you can do that on our website, nerdonomy.com. Click that big fat donation button. Um, You can also click any of the ads or banners on our websites and um, use our affiliate links to go to Audible or um, Amazon, and we get money through that. Or if you want to buy a t-shirt, we've got some pretty interesting t-shirts up there. And we got t-shirts! We'd like to add more, um, and we need the resources to do that. So, if you guys want to help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank mm. you. And on that note, we will see you next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. <laughs> Bye! And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. By all means, move at a glacial pace. You know how that thrills me.